Before we get started today, I wanted to ask a favor. As you listen, if you like what you hear, would you please sit down and write a review? If you want to discuss anything from this episode, you can reach out on the Strive, Seek, Find Facebook page or on Twitter, where my handle is at ChanceWhitmore5. Thanks. If you can find safety signage that can be summarized as, if you get hurt, it's your own damn fault, dumbass. You may have found a place I want to travel to. Please let me know. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm Chance Whitmore. I recently spent 30 minutes staring at the spines of travel books. Dreaming. Now, I don't go, go, go all the time, as much as I'd like to, but I like the possibility. Especially now, when there's no possibility of leaving the country. It feels especially poignant. It's got me thinking about what I've learned on my trip so far. And how can they apply elsewhere? Let's be honest, I'm suffering from travel withdrawal, and the prescription is a long, long time coming. Now let's get started. My first lesson today is don't assume your front seat partner knows how to read a roadmap. This lesson in my case was hard learned. When my wife and I got married, we ended up honeymooning on the East Coast of the United States. We were staying in Williamsburg, Virginia, and touring around like the history nuts that, well, I am. The eye is on purpose. My poor recently married wife was hoping to sit down and relax, and I was running. Now, on top of this, my grandparents were in their 90s and lived a couple hours south of where we were at in North Carolina. So I obviously jumped at the opportunity to introduce my new wife to my grandparents And we took two days out of our honeymoon to drive down, check on them, because I hadn't been back east in several years, and then head back. Everything was golden. Some great stories from a town that uh, seemed to use its borrow pit as the garbage dump to those conversations with my grandparents. Great trip. Now, on the way back... We had to be back in time for a ghost tour of Williamsburg. So we were kind of in a hurry. So we jumped in the car early and went. I handed Amy the map. And we drive for a few hours. And I start asking questions because we have to be getting close to the place where we crossed back into Virginia. And so I start reading road signs to her and asking if this town is close or she sees that town. And... After five or ten minutes, exasperated, she says, These towns aren't even on the map! So worried, I obviously pull over and take a look and unfold the map and discover we are about an hour out of our way. So what do you do at that point? Your choices are fight or shut up. I wisely shut up, replanned the route, drove back an hour, got us back to Virginia. But my frustration was quite evident because I couldn't say anything at all. We get back, we relax a little bit. I made a mental note of it, had a good time, tried to move forward. Amy, on the other hand, learned the lesson better than I did. The question in all of your minds is probably, so why weren't you using a GPS? Two reasons. They weren't that common at the time. And I didn't think of it. So about five years later, 
Amy surprised me with a trip to the Oregon coast. And that car and every car we've rented since has had a GPS unit included in it. So to reiterate, plan your route, use your GPS, trust your navigator, but double check. <laughs> Travel lesson number two came from my trip to Scotland. When learning to drive on what feels to be the wrong side of the road, make sure that it's not midnight after you've been up for 25 hours when you weren't expecting to have to drive in the biggest city in the country after an 18-hour flight. I was quite possibly the most terrifying driver on the road. And thank God most of the trip was out in the countryside. I became a passable driver, but in retrospect, I would have much rather practiced at the country before I ever tried the city. So if you're driving in Scotland that night, I'm sorry. My passengers, for myself, it was a lesson in terror, probably for those around me as well. The next lesson, always check daylight savings time for whatever locale you're going to, because it doesn't always match up with your home country. For instance, on the day we departed Scotland, I get up, I get ready, nobody is up. I walk down, grab breakfast for everybody, come back, still no one's up. And I start looking at the clock and realize we need to leave. So I start waking people up, start getting my stuff out the door while they scramble around. Because we were supposed to have a leisurely drive and a long wait at the airport. Quick internet search proved that my phone had adapted while everyone else hadn't. To this day, I'm not sure why. We were lucky. We had missed our flight otherwise. It was a good lesson in sometimes the little details really matter. And you might not catch them, but you need to be flexible and flow with them. Next up, distance is relative. What five mile means is directly to, related to how you have to get there. Traffic, elevation gain, all of this matters. A mile and a half on a hike is pretty easy, but with huge elevation gain, it's not so easy. And getting in and out can be a true adventure. Understanding your environment becomes important. Weather, temperature, humidity doesn't always function the same wherever you go, which is obvious on the surface. But I got slapped right across the mouth with it a year ago in uh, Palm Springs. Just because I can go for a walk when it's 103 here in high desert Idaho doesn't mean I should go for a walk when it's 112 degrees outside in Palm Springs. I may be a slow learner in this case. I made it, and then I took the bus everywhere I went for the rest of the week. Part of the cool things about travel is getting a little bit uncomfortable. Eat and try all the local cuisine, but know what you're getting into and find a good place to do it. Yeah, where you're at. No, there's not fast food on every corner. And for those of you traveling the United States from outside the country, we're sorry about our fast food. We know it's terrible but it's also terribly addictive. Whether it's making sure you go to the right place to try Carolina-style barbecue to get a really good vinegar sauce, something you need to do at least once, though once was plenty for me, or trying haggis, make sure you do a little research and get to the right spot. 
Our research broke down in one way. We'd read over and over again that deep-fried Mars bars were a big deal. And when we finally found one and had to search around Edinburgh a little while for it, we kind of got laughed at and told it was the tourist thing. Lesson learned. And if you travel off the beaten path a little bit, there might not be anywhere at all to eat. That same trip I mentioned to the grandparents' house, we went six hours in the car and couldn't find a single place open to eat. So that leads us to the next lesson. Pack a goodie bag. Granola bars, trail mix, maybe a small package of pasta. Have it in your luggage when you're traveling into unknown territories. It would have saved us. We were so ravenous by the time we got back to quote-unquote civilization. Heck, our trip to Scotland, the 18-hour flight was only supposed to be 12. We had several delays, and we were planning to food stops as soon as we got in country. By the time we got into Glasgow, everything was closed down. Two terrifying hours later, we finally reached the Airbnb. Nothing was open, but we did manage to find pasta and tomato sauce in the cupboard, and nothing had ever tasted better. We made sure to replace that to make sure the next poor starved souls had the same opportunity. But be prepared. Plan ahead. Know what's out there, but be open to the unexpected experience. Some of my best memories come from finding something that I hadn't planned, whether it's a rope swing on a lake Finding Pelican Brewery and a beach to hang out on all day, certain hikes, stumbling into the best flatwater kayaking trip I've ever been to, or seeing the space shuttle because we had found out my wife was pregnant. So rides at Universal Studios were ride out. They were not the originally planned experiences, but in each and every one of these cases, they were absolutely some of the best experiences on the trip final lesson I'd like to share today is meet the people. Not the other tourists necessarily, though that's fine too. But if you have the chance to visit with the people who live there, do it. You'll learn something. Amy and I found Hoots one night in Inverness because we were looking for some Kaylee-style music, hopefully some session music, to listen to because we'd missed out on that experience because it was low season. What started out as a quick visit to have a dram, listen to a little music, and then back to the bed and breakfast, became an evening to remember, because we met a local gentleman, and we visited, and we bought each other rounds and had a grand old time. The process of the conversation, I learned a lot about Scotland. And who but local, when you tell them that you kind of regret that you're not going far enough south to see Hadrian's Wall. It's going to look at you straight in the face and tell you, Hadrian Wall is shite. It's a little pile of rocks in my backyard. you got to have those experiences because they last you a lifetime. Overall, whether it's day tripping, vacationing, or international travel, if you open yourself to it, you're going to learn, you're going to change. That's one of the things I'm missing about it right now. Shoutouts. I'd like to take a second and say a couple of thank yous. First off, thank you to Kristen for the review on Apple. And thanks to Ray Rich for following on Podchaser. Greatly appreciated in the support. Worth mentioning. 
Today I listened to episode 432 of the Freakonomics Radio podcast. It was titled, When Your Safety Becomes My Danger. And it looked directly into the economics and ethics of contractors working in Afghanistan as they rebuilt the economy. As well as the lawsuit filed by the families of soldiers killed by the Taliban. All this stems from the habit of some of these companies allegedly paying for protection from the local Taliban. It is a heartrending story, and it's one that you need to hear. That's it for this week's Strive, Seek, Find. If you enjoyed what you heard, leave a review and subscribe. If you have a travel chip, please share. Reach out on the Strive, Seek, Find Facebook page or to my Twitter handle, Chance Whitmore 5. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future. Thanks for listening.